had to hit play. We have been doing a series, and it could be a never-ending series, you know. Um, perhaps people, you know, people can tire from hearing about righteousness, but I, I, I think it could be a never-ending series, really. Righteousness is so important. Put Greg Dicko on the back on the back burner for a second, okay? I gotta ask you a question. I know my answer is. What if on the other side of that door, on the other side of that door, is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, in all their holiness and all their righteousness? Which one of you is gonna bolt out of your chair and be the first one through that door to see them and meet them? Okay? glad you feel that way as I was thinking about that very thing I'm like I might have to sit in a chair and wait for a door to open and Holy Spirit to come and get me you know and so that that told me when I thought about that I still I still I still have places to be led by the Holy Spirit into my righteousness because I had to answer myself you know, with, with, with the answer, I don't know how quick I'd go through that door. I, I guess I'd make myself, my, make my way to the door, and then I'd have to quote all the righteousness scriptures, you know. It's not about me, it's all about him. It's, all, it's not about me, it's all about him. You took my sins, they're gone, you know. You sins and iniquities, you remember no more, that, that I might be the righteousness of, of Christ, of, of God in Christ Jesus. But I don't, you know, Really? Let me go. Let me get to him. Because I'm just like him. Finally, I'm going to see myself face to face. So, I know that the Holy Spirit has to take me further and deeper into righteousness. Me. And uh, the reason being is, like Rick shared last week, he shared one of my favorite scriptures. Or at least one that I quote often and that is um, I forgot it no <laughs> Romans chapter 5 verse 17 those who have received receive the abundance of grace that's not those who are receiving we've received it and that word received is lambano and that means take it take it forcefully that means the fire alarms go on the buildings filled with smoke and Damon runs out of here. And he's out in the street. And all of a sudden he says to Linda, Linda, where's Tyler? Oh, I don't know. No, that's not going to happen. First thing Damon's going to do is grab Tyler and Linda and carry them outside. He's going to take them, take them, take them. By, and that's what that word receive means. That's what that word receive means. It means take it, take it, take it. And, and this is the other thing. I've got to show you something, okay? All right, I've got to use Lori. Come on up here, please. All right, stand right here. You're in the camera now so they can see you. But they can see you, okay. Here, just hold this. All right, wait. Hold this. Hold this. Come on. Uh, here, hold this. Come on. Uh, I, I think I'm now. 
What that word also means is Wait, stay up here. It means let everything else go, but take that. That's what it means. Thank you. And so many times and so often we're holding on to so many things. We're just holding on to them and holding on to them. Could be possessions. Could be relationships. <clears throat> and now when it comes time to, to, to take grace, the abundance of grace, it's like, huh. If I really take that, all right, I got to hold on to the other things. No, that's not what that word is talking about. It means taking it, taking it, and it. Letting everything else go. So those who have received an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, the gift of righteousness, and Rick so wonderfully explained, right, will reign as, well, it says will reign in life through, through the one Jesus Christ. But he explained wonderfully what that word reign means. Kingly. Amen. As a king. You know? Now, just think about a wimpy king. Who, who can't make a decision. I think, I think we should go north. No? Maybe east? I, I, don't, I don't know, guys. Which, could you see the commander of his army like, King, get it. what's up? Is it going to be easy to follow him? No. You know, if he's there thinking, maybe I should flip a coin. Maybe I, hmm. It depends on which way the wind is blowing. Let me, I don't know, you know. They're not going to follow this king. He's not going to be king for very long. You know? But a king that makes decrees... The king like Esther had to face. Remember Esther? Is that Esther, the one that had to face the king? Yes. Yes. And she, they fasted for three days, yes. you know, because they wanted a favorable decision from the king. Because whatever he said goes. You know, that's, and he held that scepter out. <clears throat> that's the kind of kings we're supposed to be. And that's going to be dependent upon our righteousness righteousness and you know this came this 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 thoughts of righteousness came to me one day when I was listening to a word of faith preacher now I get my I I I, I get my foundations from from wor the word of faith movement probably many of us here do I don't know what I would have done without the, some of the re revelations I've gotten I've received through Kenneth Hagin's teachings, you know, and, and, and Lori and I used to devour, we used to devour, uh, what was, what was that, that show we watched? Every day we had to watch it. What was the name of that show? <laughs> Kenneth and Glory. What was the name of that show? <laughs> oh my gosh, come on. Believers. Every day, what? Believer's Voice of Victory. Voice of Victory. Oh, she used to get mad at me. You listened to it without me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't. And then, oh, Lord, I used to listen to her, listen to them without her. She didn't even know. <laughs> and I listened to them again because they were so good. That's okay. And I thank God for the revelation. I thank God for, 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 you know, for Keith Moore and the revelation on faith. 
But then one day I was listening to one, and this is kind of where JP is now. You know Joe, Joseph Prince. Um, I was listening to them, and they were preaching from Romans chapter 10. And we know that, 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 uh, that chapter. We know verses 9 and verses 10. We know with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth we confess unto our salvation. In fact, the whole chapter is about believing for righteousness. The whole chapter. So when you, when you look at that famous verse 17 where it says, um, faith comes by hearing and hearing the words about Christ, it's supposed to be Christ. It's not supposed to be God. When you look it up in the Strongs, it even says the second person of the Trinity. Why did they put Christ? I don't know. But faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ. And faith for what? We use it to be faith for the miracles that we're looking for, and I guess it has an application for that. But in this portion of Scripture, you read chapter, uh, verse 1 to the end of it, it's faith for righteousness. It, it starts out by talking about you know, how, how, how his Jewish brothers were zealous for righteousness, but not for the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. <clears throat> then as he goes on, Verse 6, it says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. And so I was listening to a word of faith. Uh, a preacher used this verse to uh, solidify the fact that faith speaks, and you need to have faith that speaks. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I believe that too. So if you have faith, you speak. You have faith, you speak. You faith, you speak. You faith, you speak. Sounds good, right? Right? Sounds good. Yeah. And that's, I adhered to that for the first couple of years. But then all of a sudden, when I was listening to this verse, Holy Spirit, and it was the Holy Spirit, nobody could tell me it wasn't. You know, because all the men of God say, we heard the Holy Spirit. Okay? So I, I heard the Holy Spirit. This is just like you're hearing my voice right now. And he said, that's not what the verse says. Go back and read it again. Okay? So I'm reading it again. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this way. Okay, faith speaketh. Faith speaketh. It, faith speaks. It's not what it says. Read it again. And I read it and I got it. Righteousness. Righteousness by faith. Righteousness by faith. Righteousness that comes by faith speaks. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And so, you know, through this, through this revelation, revelation, um, I, I was led to, to righteousness, and right now I'm got 22 pages of notes on righteousness, and, and we keep, I keep adding to them every day. The Lord's showing me things. But number seven, as I'm talking about fruits of righteousness, now we're getting back to Greg Dickow. It's really good. I said, okay, Lord, you want me to, you want me to press play? I'm going to press play. Number seven fruit on righteousness I'm going to talk about again today is healed, whole, and restored. Because I had not yet covered restored in the way that I believe the Lord wanted me to. And here it was. After determining that, I pressed play. And what does Greg Dickow talk about for a minute and 30 seconds, a minute and 20 seconds? The fact that God is going to restore everything to us. Restore what the locust is eating. Restore finances. Restore 
health, restore relationships, restore. And I'm like, now I know why you wanted me to press play, Lord. It's just a confirmation there. That God, that God wants to restore. And in order for him to restore, we have to be in a position where we embrace our righteousness because righteousness is what qualifies us to qualify for the inheritance that brings about the restoration. So that was this morning. And so then from there, the Lord led me to the Old Testament. <laughs> wow. There is an Old Testament. Rick, there's an Old Testament. <laughs> he led me there. It's beautiful. He led me to Joel. Joel. Joel chapter 2, verse 21 through 26. And it says, fear not. Fear not. Lenny Rolla. People of New Life Church. Be glad and rejoice. For the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. Cause to come. Why do I read the King James Version? Cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat. Ooh. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. Who don't, what's fats? No, this says fats. All right, we'll call it vats, all right? And the vats shall overflow with, with wine and oil. Ooh, yeah. And I will res restore to you <clears throat> the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. My great army which I sent among you and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. Part of the fruits of righteousness is total restoration. Total restoration is there for us. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. And as we embrace our new life in Christ, our resurrection life in Christ, our life of righteousness in Christ, we will begin to see everything restored. You know, I felt like my, this last year, my time was stolen from me. And it just seems that lately, God is just slowing things down. And it's like there's more hours in a day. There's more minute, There's more seconds in a minute. There's more minutes in an hour. There's more hours in a day. There's more day in a week. There's more daylight in a day. And I have just been having a wonderful time. You know? I've been having a wonderful time with, with visiting my family, visiting my, my grandchildren, my grandbabies. And, and, you know, I just had to stand there and thank God yesterday yesterday as I'm with my little four-year-old grandson and he caught his first fish that was so that was so wonderful that was so special I'm like thank you Lord you thank you Lord you're giving me my time back you're giving me days back you've given me my health back my health is being restored daily 
My strength is being restored daily. My relationship with my youngest son, Stephen, is better than it's ever been. I'm so proud of the man that he's turned out, turned out to be. But, you know, that time with Stephen, uh, with, with Joey, pop-up. Some time he wakes up in the morning, pop-up, could we play a game? Okay, Joey, what game you want to play? Go fish. Okay, Joey, let's go play go fish. Okay, Papa, let's play another game. Okay, Joey, what do you want to play? Concentration. Don't play concentration with him. You know what concentration is? You know? The kid doesn't lose. I'm like, how does he do this? And you know what? It's my turn, Melissa. And I'll turn over a card, right? And I think I know where it is, and I'm going to touch it. And he looks at me and he goes, And then he points, and I'm like, kid can't be right. And I'll turn it over, and like, I get, I got a set, but I really did get a set. He helped me. And it's his turn, and I'm like, how does he do this? So you know what my wife said? My wife said, you didn't shuffle the cards. You didn't shuffle the cards good enough. So next time I got it, I shuffled them really good, right? And I put one down. And I buried one. And I put another down. And I buried it. So there's no way in the world they could have been next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Still got him. Still, he had eight sets and I got two sets. And I didn't. Listen. I don't let any of my grandchildren win. <laughs> I have to win. And he's, he gets frustrated when I beat him. So, right? He gets frustrated. He's, he goes like this. Okay, let's play another game, Pop Pop. Okay. <laughs> but I'm looking and I'm saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for the relationships. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Thank you. Thank you for the days that I'm enjoying now. It's like, thank you. I'm, 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 we're, you know, we're in our, we have a, we have a uh, most people would say uh, a humble condo. But I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm like, you know what, Lord? This is beautiful. We got a new, we got new floors down, you know, and, you know, and it's, I'm like, Lord, thank you, you know, mm-hmm. thank you. I, I, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Two good vehicles. I mean, it's like, and, and the health, you get rid of this scratchy throat. It's got to go. Mm-hmm. But as far as the health goes, man, my wife is watching me every day, right, doing thrusters and, and doing squat and uh, what do they call burpees? Not burping, not burping, Tyler. Burpees. Your dad will show you what a burpee is. You know what a burpee is? You know what a burpee is? No, nope. I think I do. Get down, yeah. extend, yeah. push up, come back up, and jump. Yeah. All in one movement. It's a burpee. Another. I won't do it. So anyway, but, but God's restoring. And the word he has for you, and the word he has for you, complete restoration. Amen. That's a fruit of righteousness, complete re- re- restoration. You look at what Jesus went through, Right? Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 10, right? Believe the Father is pleased. The Father is pleased to see what's going on with the Son right now. Being crushed, being being broken. He's crushed. And then the Father's satisfied. Because now the Father, you know, in in Jesus Christ satisfying the Father, the the, the one sacrifice, right? By this one sacrifice, perfected forever those who, who were sanctified, right? Now, through his righteous servant, we're all made righteous. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. And now we're all accepted in the beloved. 
Now we all can run through that door and see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All right? But now there's... And think about Jesus. Think about Jesus. Paul, said, Paul tells us in Corinthians, he became poor. Right? He became poor that in his poverty we will be made rich. So there's restoration for, for finances. There's restoration for financial blessing. And you know what? For, for all the religious people out there that, that, that think that, that richness is talking about spiritual richness, nope. Look at the word in the Greek. The, the word in the Greek is talking about material possessions and material goods. We're supposed to be wealthy. We're supposed to be rich. He became poor. So he wasn't poor. He wasn't broke, you know? They take that verse out of context. Where the, the foxes have holes and whatever. Rabbits have holes and foxes have bur- whatever. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. That's taken out of context. How, how many miles, Lori, did they used to walk? 10, 20, 30 miles. They were away from their homes. They were away from his home. They walked through the desert. They walked through the wilderness. They would meet people, you know? Oh, and one came and said, you know what, I want to follow you, you know, and Jesus, you don't know what you're asking, because fox have holes and, and whatever, and we, we, we're, we're sleeping out under the stars. We have nowhere to lay our heads except on some rocks. And so people read that verse and they think Jesus had nothing. Let me tell you something, Jesus had a house, okay? If, if anybody doesn't believe me, you know, text me, email me, I'll show you the verses, you know, and it's very easy to see. Every time Jesus was in Capernaum, that was his house. People think it was Peter's house. It wasn't Peter's house. You know how, how we know that? John. John baptizes Jesus, right? Then Jesus is leaving. He's turning and leaving. And two of John's disciples follow Jesus. Philip and Andrew. Those were the first two to follow Jesus. And Jesus turns. What are you doing? You know, like, we're going to follow you now. You know? Where are you going? I'm going to where I live. I'm going to where I abode. I'm going to where I dwell. I'm going to where I live. Come with me. And they spend a couple of days with him in his house. They came. Andrew, who's Andrew's Peter's brother. Andrew came before Peter. They were in that house before he knew Peter and he met Peter. Peter was a disciple. Why do you think, you know what always bothered me? Not bothered me, it always, I always questioned, how about the owner of that house in Capernaum who's had his roof being torn apart to have someone lowered? Why wasn't he upset? Because it was Jesus' house, you know? But there's scriptures in Mark that talk about his dwelling place, his house, his abode, and there's that uh, in John. You know, and, and, and think about it, man. They had a treasurer. How will you need a treasurer if you don't have any money? Amen. And Matthew lived well off the offering box. And they still had plenty. Judas. Judas. Right? Judas lived well. Oh, Judas. Who did I say? Matthew. Oh, Matthew. Well, he lived well, too, as a tax collector, but not when he came to Jesus. There you go. So, uh, so anyway, rich, right? He became, he became diseased. He became you know, filled with our sickness, you know, why? so we can be healthy, so we can be whole. Fully, fully, fully restored, relationships, fully restored. I praise God that it seems that every relationship we have now is just 
It's just thriving and flourishing. This is all God's doing. This is all the work of righteousness. So, another part of the fruit of righteousness is full restoration. Full restoration. God wants that for us. He's provided it for us. And it wasn't a word just for me. It was a word for you. If you are looking for restoration in your finances, if you're looking for restoration in, 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 in relationships, it's coming. It's coming. Believe it. Believe it. There was one thing that I didn't want to forget, but I forgot. Hmm. It'll come back to me. Now, number eight, and this is the last one in this part of the series. Number eight fruit of righteousness is that we have been made fully furnished. Fully furnished. You know what? I've told myself that many times this week. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me. I can do all things. I can do all things. I am complete. Everything that I need is within me. Everything that I need, I already possess. The power is already in me. I already possess this power. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. He is the head of all principality and power, and I am complete because I am in him. In the Passion Translation, it says, And our own completeness is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He's the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe. Wow. From the mirror, it says, And since we are in him, there... I like this. And since we are in him, there is no shortfall in us. And since we are in him, we have no shortcomings. Frank, you can do it. Amen. Amen. And since we are in him, there is no shortfall in us. Jesus mirrors our completeness. And endorses our true identity. He is I am in us. Wow. Complete. Romans chapter 8 verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The mirror. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. The gift of his son is the irrefutable evidence of God's heart towards us. He held nothing in reserve, but freely gave everything we could ever wish to have. This is what joint sonship is all about. Is it any wonder that in Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengtheneth me. Fruits of righteousness. But I don't want to know all this stuff, David. It's taking away every excuse. You know? Takes away all the excuses. Anytime I I might be thinking, I can't, or I'm not, or I fall short. No, you can't think that way. I can't think that way anymore. I can do it all. 
I can do it all. I can get along with so-and-so. You know, we have this teaching in the body of Christ, maybe some of you have heard it, that there are sandpaper people. Uh-huh. Have you heard it? Yes. You heard it, Rick? You've heard it. You might have forgotten it. Sandpaper people. Okay, in other words, they're like, they're like taking your fingernails and, rub, and, and scraping it on a chalkboard, people. <laughs> sandpaper people. But guess what? When you're complete in Christ, there are no sandpaper people. You know? So you want to get rid of the sandpaper people? You want to get rid of the people that feels like you're, you're taking your finger, fingernails and, and scratching the chalkboard? Live out your righteousness. Live out your Christ character. Live out Christ because you're complete to him. You know, if there's a person that you're saying, Mike, you know what? I just can't love that person. Wait a second. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God. So you know God, and you know his love. Now you can love. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let Christ love. Let Christ love. You're complete in him. You're complete in him. I am. I am. This is in us. I am. This is in us. We can love who we think is unlovable. We can love who we think is unlovely. In fact, there is nobody that's unlovely. There is nobody that's unlovable. You know? There is no, look at that person. There's none. This is why Jesus, this is why they were so attracted to Jesus. This is why the religious people said, what is he doing with them? Them love being with him. How could them love being with him? Them loved being with him because he was love. That was his character. Character. Fruit of righteousness is the character of Christ in our lives. And so today we leave you off with number seven. Fruit of righteousness is fully and wholly restored. And we have been made fully furnished. So let's pray. Father, we worship you and we praise you. We're learning more and more each and every day how and why Paul was able to say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengtheneth me. Wow. And now we know why he also said, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Conquer and do all things, Father. That's what you've made us. That's how you've created us. That's how now we stand before you. More than conquerors, able to do all things because of Christ Jesus, because of you, Father, because of your gift of your Son. And we thank you and we praise you. And the greatest honor, the greatest glory, the greatest praise, the greatest worship we can give back to you is to embrace our I amness and our being one with Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are leading and guiding us in that way, in that direction, each and every day. 
We give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.